is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Just like that, we are into the second hour. You found the Barbecue Central show. If you've missed the first hour, don't worry. Recording as always. Podcasts available starting tomorrow on Wednesday for the first hour, second hour on Thursday. And I'll talk to you about Friday here in just one second. So you missed the meathead in the first hour. We talked a little bit about shrimp, and then we talked a lot about burgers and all forms and fashions and how to cook them and how to fix them and how to grind them and all that stuff. So go back and get it if you're just tuning in here for the second hour and you need some burger info or you can usurp all of that stuff that we just put down on tape and you can go to AmazingRibs.com and learn it all there. Join the Pitmasters Club while you're at it and help them continue their lead against the KCBS membership. Meathead just announcing that they are now 17,000 plus strong. So very nice. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook and Twitch for a video feed slash RD Rempe on YouTube for a video feed. Still to come on the show this evening, Regis Duror from Jerk Charcoal. So if you are anxiously awaiting a new to the charcoal game story, you would only have to wait another uh, five minutes, uh, seven minutes or so. And we will talk to Regis about getting into that charcoal game and how it all happened. Again, programming note, be sure to join me right here at 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow as I will be joined by the event manager of the World Series of Barbecue, our friend Emily Park. She will be here to announce the nine finalists for the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame. Then, two weeks after that, on the 26th, we will find each other reconvening. We will do it live and announce... Who will make up the class of 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame? And that will include the three names that are voted on out of that final nine, making up uh, the three members of the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame. And there will also be a number of legacy members that are going to get voted in as well. Not sure what that number is going to look like. But there will be both the, let's call them, living 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame members and then the legacy category members as well. Very exciting. Very exclusive to the Barbecue Central show and very honored that the American Royal continues to partner with the show to make these announcements. So be sure to set your alarms for 1 p.m. Eastern tomorrow for the first of two parts as the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame continues to march on this year. Don't forget, you can sign up for the Barbecue Central show podcast feed. And Friday, you will get episode 176, taking you back to May 21st, 2013. This episode featuring me remembering a barbecue legend and a barbecue hall of famer 
by the name of John Willingham. So through the instant chat feedback, does anybody know John Willingham? Does that name ring a bell? Do you know why you would want to know John Willingham? Do you know claims to fame of John Willingham? It's a name that, especially in the, in the beginnings of all this, 70s and 80s, uh, 90s, John Willingham was a name that was widely recognized and known. I'm just wondering for the new folks coming into it if that's a name that rings a bell or if it's just a name that you're hearing for the first time. John Willingham was a almost unrivaled competitor as you do Google research on him. A lot of people still think that he is the best competition barbecue cook to have graced the competition circuit, certainly up for debate. And in this particular instance, I remember John who had uh, passed away just what weeks before or, or days before that episode on the 21st in 2013. But I also talk about fielding a phone call from John in 2006 or so. And we talked for, I don't know if it was 15 or, or 20 minutes. And he was very interested in hearing about what I was doing in the podcasting. And uh, I don't even think I was doing live shows at that point. So just podcasting. And he was very interested in, here's the the terrible thing and i have to be completely transparent on this as i was listening back to this i always listen to, well most of the time i listen to the shows in advance i told john i called him up i said hey john you know what i don't remember taking the phone call from john willingham i'm embarrassed to say it i hate to say it i don't remember having that phone call i don't remember the fact that uh, we talked for 15 minutes that he was asking a lot. I mean, vaguely, but I don't remember really taking that phone call. And it just breaks my heart knowing who John was and the wham cooker that he brought to market and all that fun stuff. That I don't remember that particular thing, which, of course, led me to believe, well, what else has happened on the show? And. Maybe if it was on air, I would have way more recollection of it, but because it was done outside of the show realm, it was just a personal phone call that I, it just isn't resonating with me for some reason. So I, I wish I could remember that more, but I don't. But uh, I re you will hear me recount it with fond admiration this coming Friday on episode 176 of the Best of Show. Email coming in from Rod in Cleveland, Ohio. Greg just caught your show from last week, and I agree with you. Swenson's is totally mediocre. That's right. But in their defense, they are not trying to pass off their burgers as gourmet or even quality. They are just trying to capture a nostalgia market with greasy, salty food slathered in sweet sauce. Furthermore, the patrons that rave about these burgers are people that have never experienced Johnny's Little Bar, XYZ Tavern, Hex Cafe, Stevenson's, or the Raleigh Inn. They follow celebrities like LeBron James, who brags that Swenson's will deliver anywhere for him. And we've all witnessed his decision-making process. <laughs> So to you and all your centralites, Dickie's Barbecue Pit may be a national chain from Texas, 
but they are not even in the same ballpark as the top Texas barbecue joints. And in conclusion, everyone's palate complexity is different. Just be happy that you know the difference between quality food and hog slop. Thank you for writing in, Rod. Always appreciate you. When things widen out a little bit more, I'll be happy to share a lunch date with you for sure. You can take me around to some spots in Painesville that you've mentioned that I didn't necessarily know about. And I will talk a little bit further about the Swenson's incident last week with Sam the Cooking Guy. So stay tuned for that. I see that Regis is in the green room. So stick around for a charcoal talk before we get to that. I will talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. What do we know about Primo Cookers? The website primogrill.com, singular primogrill.com. It's a patented oval design offering true two-zone cooking. What does that mean? It means because it's oval-shaped, you can bank the coals off to the right side or the left side, and then if you don't want to put the meat directly over those coals to start out with, no problem. Just hang it over the part where it doesn't have any charcoal. Now, some of the round cookers will say that you can do two-zone cooking with round cookers, but I think we all know that's a little bit more of a non-truth or an alternative set of facts. But with the oval cooker, you can do it. The shape says it all. There's more than 60 cooking configurations that you can actually pull out of this Primo, made right here in the States. Precision-controlled manufacturing, highest quality ceramics, you can get any ceramic cooker currently available. Now for those product updates that I'm telling you about each and every week. The new Easy Lift Hinge reduces force to lift the grill head by 70%. Precision-controlled top and bottom air controlling allow you to easy and accurately set and maintain temperatures now. It's not, uh, put it to this pencil thinness or thickness. Now you can just say set it to number one or set it to number two. Easy stuff. If you currently have a Primo grill, but you don't have those top and bottom new adjustments, you can go to your local dealer and get that retrofit kit. Real easy to fix. Primogrill.com, the website. You can also find a dealer nearest you. You can also visit them on Instagram, Primo Ceramic Grill, and you can also find them on Facebook at Primo ceramic grills check them out get that lift uh that lift hinge it goes from a 35 pound lift to an eight pound lift after the fact Can you believe that look at them in engineering love it primogrill.com and we are back to talk charcoal right after this stick around we'll be right back you're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere the barbecue central show Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet. Currently available in two sizes with a host of accessories to choose from. Whether you're a beginner or professional, Definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and let them know the Barbecue Central Show sent you. 
Folks, one of the most popular ways to grill has always been over charcoal. I'm a lover of all charcoal. I think there are benefits to all charcoal types to match the cooking style that you're using that particular day or evening and over the years of the show. I've seen many charcoal companies come. I have seen many charcoal companies go and only a few standing here the test of time. Tonight, we will learn about a new company hitting the market. The name stands out. Jerk Charcoal is the brand name, and I race to the hotline. And welcome the owner, founder of Jerk Charcoal, Regis Newroar. Hey, Regis. Hey, how we doing, Greg? I am absolutely fantastic. Appreciate you joining me, Regis. And before we get yeah. into the charcoal talk this evening, which will dominate, obviously, the segment, uh, maybe a little background on you and uh, what you might have done prior to getting in the charcoal business, unless you're from a charcoal retailing family that I don't know about. Right, right. You know, and I actually had one question to ask you um, from earlier in the segment. All right. Which was, is if the moon were made of spare ribs, would you eat it? I know I would, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'd wash it down with an ice cold Budweiser. Ice cold Budweiser. That's right. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't come from a charcoal family. Or, or from one who had procured charcoal or made charcoal their whole lives, unless, I mean, they, they may have before we started keeping records and everything, but, you know, I have grilled my whole life. I, I, I started out very young being the, the young little pit tender uh, on an offset smoker uh, with my dad, making a lot of feather bones, a lot of feather bones, a lot of ribs, three, five times a week. We were always grilling, so it's always it's always been a big part of my life, the barbecue scene. So was it mostly grilling, like high heat stuff, or did you mix in between low and slow and the traditional grilling stuff? It was mainly mainly low and slow. Uh, we were big big on the ribs, big on feather bones. You know the the, the cheaper cuts. Growing up, we weren't uh, very well off or anything, so you know the pork riblets. Uh, what we called feather bones, slathered in bullseye barbecue sauce, yes. and and still to this day, like that is my dad's go-to sauce, and it has been for the thirty-eight years that I've been alive. Have you progressed in sauce, or do you find a nostalgia with that particular brand when you taste? I stay away from it myself just because I, I know exactly what it is. Every once in a while, I will find some nostalgia in it. I have a bottle. But it, it's, it's purely for almost to bring me back home because I am away. I've been away from my dad and my parents for uh, about eight years now. Um, it's a good way to kind of bring him back to the table is just putting a little bullseye on something. When you were growing up, was there a brand of charcoal that you guys were partial to? Was it Kingsford like everybody else uses, or was it something else more regional? It was 100% Kingsford, 100%. <laughs> you know, it was, and, and that's the way I grew up for a long time with it, too. Into my 20s, you know, I would wait for the big Labor Day, Memorial Day sales at Home Depot, and I would load up and basically supply myself for the whole summer, the whole year wait for that big sale and, and go spend a hundred dollars on, you know, 20 bags and, and get it going. And, and that's how I grew up. And I know that's how a lot of people still are. 
Um, but this lump, this whole lump charcoal thing that I discovered a few years back really kind of changed the way that I approach my grilling, my smoking, and it, it's made almost, if you want to call it strides, in the amount of flavor and the production that I can get out of my grill or smoker. Regis Newro joining me here on the show. The company is Jerk Charcoal, jerkcharcoal.com, J-U-R-K, jerkcharcoal.com. You can follow him on Instagram at jerkcharcoal if you are into the Instagram thing. I'd mentioned at the top or the intro, Regis, that I've seen a bunch of charcoal companies come and go through the years of doing the show. So first off, what draws one into the charcoal business? Where does that fascination lie? Well, it almost kind of lies in necessity for me or just pure opportunity. Um, so what I saw was I had a void in my life and, and the big void was a passion, you know, a, a passionate career, something that I could provide for my family with, yet still get some satisfaction out of life. With the whole pandemic that we all have heard way too much about, it actually opened up an avenue for me to expand on what I was doing in my life. And what I was doing a lot of was cooking. And, and primarily with that cooking, I was grilling. So I tried to dial down on that. And, and that's really what happened was I went from really wanting to you know, start a restaurant or a food truck um, and then dialed that the whole cooking aspect down even further to okay, let's let's think about barbecue because that's something you really love. And then I dialed that down even further, and it was you know charcoal cooking was is where you are really passionate. And I just so happened to be experimenting with different charcoals over the last few years. I was importing them from around the world, just kind of as a side thing. And it really wasn't even in front of me until uh, the, the heat of the pandemic when, when we moved to Boise, Idaho. And I found myself out of work in my specialty, which was plastic injection molding, right? Kind of a niche thing. And out here, there's not a whole lot of that going on. So I just kept going, going down. And I said, you know, I have all these contacts and I have these charcoals that I love. And it just so happened that the charcoal that was at the number one top of my list uh, out of Brazil, this Brazilian hardwood, acacia wood, um, he responded to me right away after I got back to him and said, yeah, he would love to have a distributor on the West Coast. And going through the process of, of vetting somebody and being at all of a sudden being an importer is, is, is a, is a big deal. It's a big deal. There's a lot of moving parts. So what goes into so, that when you are somebody who is in charge basically of bringing something into this country that you are going to sell something that isn't established, something that is going to be going up against the biggest players in the game, Royal Oak. Uh, you're going to be going up against Kingsford. I mean, there's no bigger name in the industry than Kingsford. You, you have those hurdles to go to, but then from your end, your due diligence, how do you go through and figure out this company is legitimate, they're not showing me one thing, but they're really just you know getting pine scraps and that's what really they're going to sell to me? 
Uh, how do you find that out up front? And then what's your ongoing strategy to make sure that those quality controls stay in place so you're importing the same stuff container after container? So first of all, obviously, you get a lot of samples in, right? Over and over again, you hit them for samples. And you're paying a high freight. But with the end of the game type of site, it's, it's worth it. And so that's what I did. I, I hit them up for sample after sample just for personal use. Um, some of it I did send out to other people to get their feelings to make sure I wasn't somehow biased or seeing things differently than another, you know, grill master or whoever backyard uh, apprentice might. And when I started getting great feedback and I was getting great consistency, it really pushed me to that next level to where, okay, like I must figure out my next steps to make this happen. And going up against these bigger companies is tough. I mean, it's, it's like anybody else uh, in, in a market like we have, you know, there's, there's over, there's not over, but just about a million dollars worth of charcoal sold in the United States every year. And that's all to consumers. Um, and it's, 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 it's very competitive. It's a, very competitive market and there's a lot of high marketing dollars going into getting you the end consumer into buying his charcoal my charcoal the next guy's charcoal so my whole thing was is i know my product is good and i just need to get it out there and that's kind of where i have left it at this point to Let's see what happens because I believe in it and I think other people will believe in it. And we're just trying to make, you know, a good product available for everybody who has a passion with barbecue. So tell us how this charcoal differs from what's existing on the market. What are the benefits for me to, to bother searching it out and buying? So it's, it's a lump charcoal, like uh, a lot of people, if, if you're on here, you, you might be uh, either questionable about lump charcoal to go for briquettes, or you could already be an avid lump charcoal user. And a lot of the big complaints that I've got are, you know, there's a lot of dust, it's high sparking, um, there's two by four looking pieces in it. And so what we source from Brazil is 100% sustainable. So it's, it's acacia wood which is an inv invasive species out of Australia, has been pushed to Brazil back in the late 1800s. And so what this has done is it has completely overgrown their farms, right? They're big right now. They're trying to compete with Mexico for avocado production and everything else. Well, this acacia wood propagates so fast and uses up so much groundwater that it has to be pulled out. Well, this acacia wood, also known as black wattle, has been in use for millennia, millennia as, as a cooking wood. And it's not a prominent wood that has been pushed to market here in the United States. So what we can provide is basically very big sizes of lump that are consistent. And there's not a lot of dust. Not, there's no mill scrap at all. This is all fresh harvested from farms and kilned either on site or in their main facilities down there. And it's 100%, of course, natural. And the consistency is, it's there every time. I can, I, I can just guarantee that. 
What kind of a flavor profile can you expect out of this? So it's very light and smoky. Um, there's a little hint. If you've ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse, uh, they either use a similar wood or they could possibly use the same acacia wood. It's been brought into restaurants kind of underneath the radar for quite a few years, just not to the consumer market. So it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little sweet and it's very, very mild. It, it actually burns more clean than, than having a smoky flavor, but there is a little hint of something there. And it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is. And it, it, what it is, is it's the acacia wood. It's like what you would call hickory or mesquite. It kind of has its own little sector, its own little profile. Traditionally, lump is lauded for the fact that there isn't a lot of ash. Uh, Kingsford briquettes, for instance, you know, if you're going to do an overnight cook, you got to go out and make sure that the fire doesn't choke itself out because the briquettes decay and they start to collect, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to worry about that with lump charcoal, but then the knock against is I don't get nearly the length out of lump charcoal and it's inconsistent uh, where I can count on a briquette. I know if I add one, it's this uh, extra measurement of heat. If I add another one, so on and so forth. So uh, similar with your stuff, or are there some briquette properties uh, without the negatives? Well, the whole thing with briquettes is, you know, it's similar to kind of what we're seeing come out now because it was on a big show, is compressed charcoal. So what they're using is charcoal dust or fines, and, and they're taking it and they're compressing it into a mold. So that's where you're going to get your pillow-shaped briquette. Um, the hard part there with the traditional briquettes that we have out now, the most popular ones that we all know the names of, is, is you have to use a filler or a binder inside of it. And that's where you get that extra ash. That's where you burn the pile of charcoal and there's a whole lot left over. Now, any lump charcoal isn't going to have that because it's pure wood. It's 100% natural. It's nothing but wood itself. So our charcoal included, you're going to burn it. You're going to, depending on what you're cooking, obviously, but if you are going hot and fast and you're just going to throw a quick steak on there, you know, Cook your steaks, get it up to temperature, cook your steaks, shut off your air, boom, and you're going to come back the next day and you're going to have 50 to you know 70% of your charcoal left over, depending on how you burned it out. The whole length of charcoal uh, discussion, I think, really is on the side of lump charcoal for length. I have cooked, uh, I have a 55-gallon drum here that I cook on. Um, I just got done doing a about a ten and a half hour cook on a chuck roast uh, in in my fifty five gallon drum, and I didn't have to refill with charcoal one time. <laughs> and I opened it up the next day, and I still had I didn't have half or a, a full basket left, but I still had at least thirty percent of my charcoal there to go. And that's the other big thing about our charcoal is is we provide I think the biggest lumps in the game so we have whole log pieces that can be you know 10 inches to 12 inches long in a good three to four inches around 
And so what that does on your longer cooks is it allows that charcoal to keep burning and keep fueling itself. And if your air is correct, your air intake is correct, then it's just going to keep keep feeding itself. Let's talk about where one can get it currently and price points as well. So we have a website out there, jerkcharcoal.com, J-U-R-K, that I will honestly, I am shipping from my garage at this moment. As as I've started, our charcoal has only been in the retail market for one month as just a few days ago, a few days ago. And so we are already in Seattle, Portland, northern Idaho. We're in Boise. We are in California in the Bay Area. And we're got a few other places that we're expanding. So we're we're starting out on the West Coast because we're West Coast based. We're trying not to get too big too fast. And we're really trying to focus on the mom and pop type of barbecue shops out there to start with so we're not going big retail we're guarding them um and and honestly that's kind of the way i really would love to run this company and keep it would be out of corporate america (laughs) regis i hear all the time uh don't want to grow too big too fast and uh you know i don't know what that means uh is that a situation where you're afraid that the product could be so well received that you're not going to get the product in time to meet the demand that the market might be causing, or is there something else? It's 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 a walk or a crawl, walk, run mentality to where it's not so much about not being able to get product as fast. It's about being able to maintain the standards of business that I would like to keep and the relationships that I would like to keep from the start. The barbecue community more than any is is instantly a family. It's you have a barbecue, you invite your neighbors over, people you don't know. You become family around that fire like it like it has been for millennia since we've been around. You know, way before we've been around. And putting it out there into you know, say an Ace Hardware or a Home Depot, to me, it can kind of really dial your product down. And I don't want to put that much heat on my processors down in Brazil that say, I need this much and I need it now. That's just one little part of it. The other side is, is I just love building these relationships with people. The individuals and everybody else who has come at me and, and used all these other brands and have tried my brand has really fueled my passion to to keep it small and to keep it tight and, and to really make sure that I'm fulfilling every retailer's need out there that could possibly be met. So what's the growth strategy for you then? You said you're bringing it in West Coast because you're West Coast based, but I would assume... You know, your your main utopian goal would be to dominate the charcoal market from coast to coast and, you know, start shipping overseas and all that other stuff. I mean, where do you see yourself in a year? In a year, I would really love for us to be at least to the Mississippi as far as retailers. 
I'm not trying to push too much farther than that at the moment. I'm trying to have realistic goals. Um, you know, we have some people in Texas and Missouri and Nebraska who are interested, uh, Minnesota, right now already within within one month of launch. Um, they've tried the product and they love it. And so there's a lot that goes on logistical-wise, especially right now. Everything is so expensive and blown out of proportion like we all know. And, and trucking is sure one of those things. So I'm trying to make sure that I can keep the product affordable um, and not too out of sight to the point where people just aren't going to be able to try it. It is definitely worth that premium grade dollar number. But um, there's a lot of charcoals out there that are way overpriced and you're basically paying for a name. And I definitely do not want to be one of those. I want to make this available to, to everybody who has the same amount of love just for barbecue and wants a good product at a good price and, and keep that value point there. Regis Newroar joining me here on the show from Jerk Charcoal, J-U-R-K, jerkcharcoal.com. So it's just uh, lump charcoal at the moment, and you're bringing it in. You're setting up mom-and-pop locations. There is some online retail sales for you as well. What's the price, and, and what's the weight of the bag? So we're running a 17.6-pound bag. So similar to your other imported charcoals out there, they all run on the you know the European metric system. So we're running 17.6 pounds right now. Um, I did just throw a coupon code in there on the website. If anybody wants to try, they can put in BBQ Central on the website and they'll save about $13 on two bags. You have to do the two bags and that'll bring you right down to Two bags for $52. And so we're looking at about 26 bucks a bag with the coupon, and that's uh, code BBQ Central at checkout? Yep, code BBQ Central. All right. We love a deal here on this show, so hopefully that moves some bags for you. Um, is there a particular spot that you're in now that really seems to be moving a lot of product for you? Uh, well, one of our biggest spots is somebody you know very well, uh, Sam's Northwest Barbecue out in Sherwood, Oregon. Yep. Um, he's had some great response. Um, we're also getting some great response out of Seattle, uh, which is going to be Bry's up in Marysville. And, and along down the coast, you know, uh, in the Bay Area, we have Eggs by the Bay distributing our product. Um, I have... And I have quite a few uh, online customers who have ordered these individuals that have, are already on their third or fourth order of charcoal. So these aficionados, guys who have been buying these other premium brands, have found value in, in this product, which drives me harder and harder every day <laughs> to, to keep pushing this out. We're in a unique time over the last 16 months pandemic hits, people are staying home. A lot of industries have suffered. Some of the food industry has is, is obviously suffered. But uniquely within the live fire community, if you're selling charcoal, if you're selling cookers, if you're selling accessories, record year last year at 
returned yeah. uh, the year and people have still had sales off the chart. Is there a concern at all on your part or have you made the proper forecasting look aheads to say it can't always be like this and what is it going to look like for us from a financial standpoint when things flatten out or normalize? Well, Greg, honestly, like we don't know what our forecast is because we're just getting started. So we have like we have no idea of uh, honestly even the potential. Um, you know, I have I have a number in my head of how many bags I would like to move every month to make this company succeed over the future years. But honestly, I have no idea of where we could go, where where we I mean, I have a little bit of idea where I've been for the last month, but where I am now is is as I'm still a hunter. You know, I'm still hunting for for customers and for retailers to just try the product out and give it a shot. And from there, you know, I figure within the next year or two, it takes quite a while to get established in a, in, in a community, especially as it's big, um, as exclusive. And as, you know, there's a lot of people who really in the barbecue community, they find something and they like it and they stick to it. So it's hard to, push somebody to say, try this, it might be better than what you're using. And not only that, but it might be at a better price point. Regis Roar, New Roar, joining me here on the show. And we're talking about his company, Jerk Charcoal. You can go to jerkcharcoal.com, J-U-R-K, jerkcharcoal.com. Try out a couple bags. If you get two bags at checkout, use promo code BBQ Central, and you can get both bags for uh, right around 52 bucks. And uh, so we'll see how it goes. We'll track your progress. Uh, we can get some updates from you from time to time. And, you know, we'll see where you at next time we circle around. So once again, it's Jerk Charcoal, promo code BBQ Central. And this is the owner and founder of Jerk Charcoal, Regis Newroll. Regis, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you, Greg. Really appreciate it, my You friend. got it. There he is. Regis Newroll from Jerk Charcoal. I mean, who doesn't love to say the name just on its own? Jerk charcoal. I love it. A lot of people in the chat room saying that they have tried it already. Getting the endorsement from the Centralites, which I appreciate. So take advantage of that promo code while it is available. BBQ Central will save you. Uh, well, we'll get you two bags for 52 bucks. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for all things barbecue, a curated selection of only the best outdoor cooking and grilling supplies. We'll get you on the path to better barbecue results in no time. You like rubs and seasonings? Of course you do. How about popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, and Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in backyards worldwide? Big Papa Smokers offering 13 perfectly balanced flavors that will transform ordinary meals into extraordinary, whether you're looking to impress judges or your friends. Big Papa Smokers award-winning rubs and seasonings just don't disappoint. They also offer Granny's Barbecue Sauce. They own that, so if you're tired of what's existing out there right now or you want to have a nice base sauce that you can trick up on your own or just use right out of the bottle, it's great. Granny's Barbecue Sauce is something you're going to want to consider going forward. And aside from the premium selection of rubs and sauces, Big Papa Smokers also offers the very best pellet 
charcoal, and wood cookers available today. Are you looking for a versatile smoker that's easy to use? Check out that Mac two-star general pellet grill. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac dealer, even offering special packages. Not a fan of pellet smokers? All right. Take a look at the old Hickory Ace BP, the only charcoal smoker that Big Papa trusts on his competition trailer. If you don't know of what grill you need, call them. Why don't you? They'll answer all your questions, 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or shop the website, bigpapasmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, smokers.com. We are back with an open segment. If you want to jump in, let me know what you thought about the Regis segment or the Meathead hamburger segment or the Meathead shrimp portion of the show. You are welcome to do it, 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. Head over to head to head on over to Smithfield.com through the grilling season, where you can get recipes, tips, and tricks from world champ pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, and Ernest Cervantes. With mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients, Smithfield Fresh Pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money can buy. Trusted choice of World Championship Pitmasters for use at competitions and at home. By the way, if you are a committed cook, go to smokinwithsmithfield.com and be sure to report your first-place finishes, both on the pork shoulder stuff and on the ribs as well. That's smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, smokinwithsmithfield.com. All right, open segment. We're all ready for that, of course. So let me dial in and call up Grandpa Rempe as we do a little book reading here. That's right. I want to do Grandpa Rempe, Harry Carey, but there's no way the pipes are going to be able to withstand that. So just know that I want to do it. But it's, it's not going to do it. Instead, I will read to you majestically the next pet. We've been off a couple weeks. And a lot of you have been writing in going, where's the horse meat passage for this week? Rest assured. The reference material on horse meat is being renewed here this evening. Tonight's passage sentiment and prejudice. Wait, did I do that one already? Hmm, I did. Tonight's passage processing horse meat. The processing of horse meat by the butcher is an art and must be done with skill and care. For horse meat properly processed and correctly cooked. As as tender and tasty as beef. If not more so, but inexpertly processed, it is both rank in odor, strong in flavor, so much so, in fact, it is virtually inedible. Thus, it behooves the housewife 
<laughs> to select her butcher with care. Because no man is going to be out shopping for anything like that, right? No way. No self-respecting man is going to be out shopping for horse meat or beef or have a relationship with a butcher. Thus, it behooves the housewife to select the butcher with care. She should... She... Oh, that's tough to say. She should seek a man (laughs) who seems naturally clean and careful in his habits. And she should ascertain insofar as is possible that he actually knows how to properly process horse meat for human consumption. This is so tragically sexually inappropriate. She should find a man because a butcher can only be a man in 1952. Remember that? This is where this book's from. The reason for this is simple. The horse, unlike a beef animal, has numerous perspiration glands located in the skin and the outside fat. Fat! It is these glands that are unpalatable and which cause the meat to get off an offensive odor while cooking. Actually, there is no evidence to indicate that these glands are not nutritious or wholesome, but it is well supported, in fact, that the housewife who has the misfortune to buy and cook a piece of meat containing even a minute quantity of these glands will rarely, if ever, cook horse meat again, particularly if it is her first experience with the meat. To be properly processed for human consumption, every particle of outside fat and skin must be removed from a piece of horse meat. Careful, clean butcher who knows his business will do this so successfully, in fact, that the average individual will find it difficult to detect any difference in flavor between horse meat and beef. There's also another more compelling reason why the horse meat butcher should be selected with extreme care. For horse meat, unlike beef, is not, is not, Andrew, you are not the is not U.S. government graded for quality. There is no prime, choice, good, or commercial grade to guide the buyer. Yet, there is as much variation in the quality of horse meat as there is in the quality of beef. Hence, the customer generally unable to distinguish a good piece of horse meat from a poor piece must rely on the judgment of the butcher. And if he's inexperienced or incompetent, his judgment will be no better than that of the customer. Folks, that concludes this evening's passage from the number one reference material on horse meat for human consumption entitled Processing, Cooking, and Buying Horse Meat for Human Consumption by Leon Kenny, costing you 25 cents back in 1952 where we find it being copywritten. Next week, we'll talk about composition and cooking. I know you're excited. Are you excited? I know I am. I love a good horse meat burger, everybody. Wash it down with a nice cold Budweiser. All right. So there you have it. Another rendition or edition of 
the latest passage of horse meat for human consumption. By the way, I saw this trickle through the instant comments from none other than horse meat lover. Uh, wait, horse lover, not horse meat. That was my mistake, Diane. Uh, Diane Me weighing in with this question or comment. I think your watch is upside down. Negative. It is not. It is not. Andrew, you are not. It is not upside down. Now, technically, it is upside down, Diane. However, if I was wearing the watch right side up, you wouldn't be able to visually see it in this appealing way like a regular watch or clock that you would see. If I was wearing it correctly, it would all be upside down. It would be visually displeasing. I am putting my own OCD on the line and at risk here as I knowingly wear this watch upside down for the benefit of all of you watching so you can see it right side up. How nice of me to do that. So technically, Diane, you are right. However, I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm wearing it upside down on purpose. Hey, who wants to win a book? I know I do. Call in right now for your chance to win Mike Lang's latest offering called One Beer Grilling. Fast, easy, and fresh recipes for great grilled meals you can make before you finish your first cold one. Mike Lang. He was on the show last week talking about it. As you can see, there's a picture of something right there. Looks like a toasted sandwich of some sort. Grilled cheese and steak sandwiches. Oh, my. What's doubly impressive about Mike Lang's effort is he's the one that also took all the pictures of this book. So, 216-220-0966 is your number to call in for a Mike Lang book. If you are so inclined, I am happy to autograph Mike Lang's book for you with my autograph. By the way, let it be known that if you don't specifically ask for me to sign the copy of somebody else's book, I'm not going to be so self-absorbed to think that you want that to happen. So then if you don't tell me to do it, and I won't do that if you don't instruct me to do it, when you get it, don't go on social media and say that I didn't autograph your book. You didn't ask me to do it. Don't take me to task there. I'm happy to sign somebody else's work with my autograph. But if you're not instructing me to do it, I'm not just going to do it all on my own. So if you want to buy or if you if you want to buy Mike Lang's book, go to his website, Another Pine Please, and you can buy it. Or you could try and win one by calling in tonight and playing a game. A one question game. It'll be fun and exciting. So we'll leave that for the balance of the evening. Uh, let's go ahead and stay on the clock here. We'll do a quick read, the last read. Maybe we'll get a call coming in to give away a Mike Lang book. I'll talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers. 
Yoder Smokers designs and builds all of their products in the United States, and they're building pride through craftsmanship and world-class customer service, that being the backbone of how they've built the company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family. They're honored to have a trusted place in the backyards of America, from pellet cookers to wood-fired offset pits, charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor, has become synonymous with the Yoder Smokers name. Make no mistake, Yoder Smokers' flavor-driven design is unique to each style of pit, and the team members have developed their cookers to perform time and time again. While I was outlasting the competition for gen- wait, while outlasting for generations to come, it's this generational thought that is rooted in the handmade products and defines the integrity of core values, American-made quality, endless flavor, the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit the website, yodersmokers.com, to grab yours today. That's yodersmokers.com. And grab your Yoder Smoker pellet, wood-fired offset, charcoal cooker, whatever you like. Grab a ball. Why not? We'll be back right after this to wrap the show. Maybe get a winner for a Mike Lang book. So stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Speaking of watches, this portion brought to you by Vortic Watch Company, a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique pocket watches just like this one, turn them into wrist watches. Their mission, preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America. In order to do that, they combine traditional and cutting-edge technology to create unique, quality, functional timepieces with exceptional value. And here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one-of-a-kind. Vortic founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information. And the watch of the day thing is going like hotcakes. I mean, I don't think there's one that's available in inventory. It's listed within 10 minutes to 2 hours. All watches are gone. So if you like the concept and the idea and the look of having a pocket watch on your wrist... You got to subscribe to the newsletter. You got to check it out. They're releasing watches at 12 Mountain, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. Answer a couple of your questions rolling in here. John is asking Memphis and May updates. I know it's going on this weekend, that's for sure. So we'll have a new Memphis and May winner come some point on Sunday. Other than that, I don't have any new updates. Also, getting a question in from Penny Hater. Penny Hater. Any events planned for Hartville Hardware this year? Great question. Uh, I believe, having talked with Danielle Bennett over the last couple days as I am learning Clubhouse, uh, she has been contracted to go back to to, uh, Hartville Hardware for their grill fest, which would lead me to believe that I might be getting 
reached out to at some point to MC that event again this year. Last year, I was set to go back uh, before the pandemic hit. That obviously got canceled. But I believe September is typically when it is, uh, right around the American Royal time frame. So we'll see how that goes. But yes, it is Pony Hater. Sorry. But yes, uh, there is Grill Fest that is set to come off later in the year. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, As soon as I have more information on the Hartville stuff, I will pass that along for folks that are regionally located. They want to see Danielle. They want to get pictures with me or us or just Danielle and nothing to do with me except watch me host a live event for a handful of hours on a Saturday. That's fine. Happy to do that. All right, so no book winner. We'll carry that into next show, and we'll see what's happening then. All right, all the way back in the first hour was Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. We talked a little bit about shrimp. We talked a lot about hamburgers. And in the second hour, we talked with Regis Newroar, who is the owner, founder, presidente of Jerk Charcoal, J-U-R-K. Jerk Charcoal. Go to the website if you are not able to access it around your local area there on the West Coast and Pacific Northwest specifically. You order online and you use promo code BBQ Central. You can get two bags for 52 bucks, but you have to order two bags in order for that coupon to work. Again, that's promo code BBQ Central. Take advantage of that savings and see what all the hype's about. Don't forget tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern, we will be unveiling the nine finalists, three of which will be voted on and make up the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame. So if you want to see it happen live, we'll do it live. Join me at 1 p.m. right here on your streaming channels and platforms, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, or the live audio stream on the, on the website link as well. I will be joined by Emily Park, and we will announce the nine finalists for the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame. Very excited to do that. Then don't forget, two weeks after that, on the 26th, we will unveil... The three folks that will make up the 2021 Barbecue Hall of Fame, and then we will also announce the legacy members as well. Big show planned for you next week. It is Stephen Reichlin week next week, amongst others. September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern for a special live edition Barbecue Central Show Hall of Fame 2021 edition, the finals list of names. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Briscador, the Barbecue Wizard, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.